Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Welcome to Nerdist Podcast number 604. Here's the URL I'm going to throw in your ears. FunComfortableTour.com is the website for my upcoming stand-up tour, Fun Comfortable. And it'll give you uh, tickets and info links for all of the cities. And there's more being added. Right now there's 14 or 15 up, but ultimately there'll be more than that. So... Keep checking in, um, and uh, tour starts mid-January, runs through May as of now, and uh, yeah, come out, come to shows, they'll be fun. And I have, they're not technically part of the tour, but I am doing Cobbs December 11th to the 13th uh, in San Francisco. So that's all the stand-up business coming up as I'm sort of getting ready for the next special, which will probably be called Fun Comfortable, I guess, uh, if that seems to stick, so go check that out, which is uh, my pal Joe Latrulio. Joe Latrulio, you might know from the uh, initially from the state. That's where I first became pals with him. And he's been in a million and a half things. And right now, he's promoting his web series Beef, which is available on iTunes and Amazon. Uh, Michael Ian Black is in it, Christopher Maloney, and of course Joe Latrulio. And uh, it, Joe's a great guy and a great improviser and a good sketch guy. And um, I really liked having him on. So here we go. The Nurse Podcast, number 604. With Jolo Trulio. Now entering Nerdist.com. Does it feel weird? A little, yeah, yeah. Because usually I'm up uh, earlier, um, and today I slept in a little bit. What is sleeping in? Ten. Whoa! Yeah. That really is sleeping in. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I'm usually up around seven. You lazy mm-hmm. fuck! How dare you? You son of a bitch! How dare you? So, mm-hmm. uh, what was the cause for the sleep in today? What what opened up? <sighs> We had we had some uh, uh, friends come over and we had a little viewing of Whiplash, the movie Whiplash, and so, uh, tea party. And it was a bit of a tea party. No key party. Oh, key party. Yeah, a key party and a tea party. <laughs> a tickle party. It was a tickle party. It was a feather party. It was a feather a tickle yeah. feather party. Yeah, yeah. And you're not sleeping with everyone's partners. So you're just tickling. You're everyone. just tickling a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And you're, how so, far can we get? 
And how many hours can we tickle each other with a feather? <laughs> it turns out several because you slept in until ten this till morning. Till ten, many hours. I mean, you have a lot of feather scrapes all over. Yeah, you. I have a little. I have some scars. I have some battle scars from yeah. it, but they feel kind of nice. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was totally worth for it for sure. Yeah. So you're here to promote Tickle Party, which uh, is your Tickle new Party is a new my new uh, digital series. <laughs> it comes. It does come with your own feather. You know, what? if you do buy the DVD, it does come with your own feather. That's a, well, but if it, okay, well, I don't understand if it's a web series. Uh, now I'm breaking down the no, you're bra- the web series. How do you order the DVD? Okay, you can order the DVD. Oh, okay. That's all, I, I guess that's all I'm saying. Gotcha, you can actually gotcha, order gotcha, it. Gotcha, gotcha. And if you do, you will get a feather. <laughs> so yeah. you watch the movie Whiplash. Watch the movie Whiplash. Uh, and, uh, you know, I liked Miles Teller and I liked J.K. Simmons, but I didn't like the movie that much. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I don't want to, I want to, you know talk crap about whiplash i mean these guys it's hard to make a movie here's what i realized watching this movie and anytime i watch a movie that i don't like i'm often you know it's hard to get a movie done yeah it's like imp- everyone lighten up like like joe lighten up on the movie a little bit yeah you know how hard it is to get a movie made it's damn near impossible it is but maybe you should have spent less time tickling each other well and then i could have attention to the movie <laughs> Well, uh, the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed the movie now. Because, <laughs> but for the wrong reasons. Like I was able, I now associate that movie with friendship and very soft touches on my skin. Right. You know? Well, maybe that's something that you need to be dealing with. Then, yeah. To try to really understand. I agree. Why it is that you hate being happy so much? <laughs> Just really turn it into a therapy session. Why do you hate good things? Joe? Why don't you like feeling good, Joe? I always enjoy seeing. Well, I, I mean, I think the first time I met you was with the state, and it was spring. We, MTV Spring MTV, Break, right? nineteen ninety four. But before, after singled out, or before singled that out? That was before. It was before, mm-hmm. right? I did one show before singled out, and I went to Spring Break that year. There was a Spring Break in San Diego. Okay, and you guys were there, and. Uh, uh, and, and it was really fun to meet Probably all of you. Probably in tights doing something. You were doing some comedy chicanery. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> chicanery. And Thank then, you for putting that word yeah. in here. And it's funny because I, I, I constantly run into... It's sort of like how... Uh, the, I run into a state person like every few days. Like I, <laughs> I was at lunch the other day. Ken Marino was there having right. lunch with his wife. I see Tom Lennon, you know, just because of various work things. I'll run into Carrie Kinney at the grocery store. Like, there's something about... I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, but... Right, right. You guys are trying to trap me in some way. There's a a lot of us. We... uh, You're gonna gonna run into us one one way or the other. Um, I ran into... I ran into... uh, uh, Michael Patrick Jan uh at a movie a few months ago. Kevin Allison's really the only one that I never really run into. Well, how often are you in New York? Not that often. That's why. I bet if you were there, you'd... And he needs you'd, to be trying harder he to needs make to be, sure... He needs to bring you into his fold is yeah, what needs yeah, to exactly. happen. You know. Yeah, figuratively. It is strange, if, and figuratively, um, it is strange uh, knowing those guys for so long um, and seeing everyone do so well. Strange and exciting, but like the reunion that we just had was like a thrill because... Suddenly, you look around and you, you're seeing these people that you've known since you're 17 years old, and you're <laughs> middle aged and talking about like putting your butts in pudding and you know and <laughs> dipping your balls into things at like 40 something. And, and but it was okay. It was like you know what? Yeah, that's 
that's this is our little part of history right here. Hey guys, we're still dipping. We're our still balls, do, We're still dipping our balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie was like, "Well, I don't, uh, I don't except know. for I don't." Uh, and then she's like, "I'm kidding." And then uh, she just pulls out these giant fake balls, <laughs> which she would. Ta-da. It's one of my. Fa- I mean, Carrie Kinney has. She has the the trademark on the saying the most offensive things with the sweetest smile. Oh, with the sweetest smile and and the quickest of wit. Like she, I I love her. She's a, she's like a sister, like the most talented sister I've ever had in my life. I adore her you so know, much. Like, she's quick. She's she's quick on her feet, and like you know. She just says things like you're right. Things will come out of your her mouth, and you'll be like, "What?" And then be laughing before <laughs> you even kind of understood what you heard. I don't know. There was something <laughs> about so coming out of anyone else. You'd be like, "Yeah, like whoa, sir, madam, <laughs> madam, Carrie. dear, dear madam." Both Carrie. <laughs> so what? Uh, what? When did the state officially stop happening? Happening. I think the final straw was. After we recorded an album down in the Bahamas, which was like January of '96, like the the CBS special was in October of '95, and then in January '96 we went down and recorded an album. And then there was nothing left to do after that. <laughs> Sketch comedy is very hard. Now I know that that's a very simple oversimplification, but it is very hard because, especially with a group that size. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you just had four people in the group, there would still be like. Various, because everyone has their own idea about what comedy is, right? So, and how do you, you know, I, when you have a hundred members, like, have, like when it's just one hundred and sixty thousand of us, <laughs> um, you're right. It's it it becomes trickier, and then you have to kind of you're left uh, to kind of decide material on votes. Yeah, yeah, like it it becomes that kind of simple in a way. Not every sketch comedy group can hang in there like you two, who I'm convinced is a sketch comedy group now. <laughs> <laughs> like you have their sketches away for free on Thank iTunes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I didn't ask like, for these watch sketches. Yeah. I didn't ask for these sketches. <laughs> I mean, look at it. If you look at that, Bono plays a, has played a series of characters throughout You're the right. year. He was he, he was brooding desert guy. Then he was the fly. Then he was right? the fly. Yeah, and then, and then he was pot mark guy. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Pop mark, then right. he was Beelzebub for a while. Like he played that yes. devil. That you know, like the red Mef- Mephisto. Mephisto. Yeah, Mephisto. Mephisto. Yes. He played Mephisto. You're right. He has a lot of masks. <laughs> Bono it does. Is, yes. It is a sketch comedy group. Yeah, you know, with the edge. Larry Larry Mullen, the straight guy, always keeping that. Beat. Always. Yeah, he's got to keep the beat going. He's a, he's a great straight guy. Stra- great straight man. Yep. I saw. Have you ever seen you two and? Concert? I have, but it was a it was dumb because it was at the L.A. Coliseum, and uh-huh. my, my seats were so far back, yeah, that it it would have been like watching them on an iPhone that you were holding across the room. Not even the six plus. <laughs> uh, I'm talking iPhone five, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this was years ago. I think it might have been during the Pop Mart tour, and right. they were just the Coliseum is so big and they're so far away. Right. That it was it was silly. It's I saw them I saw them uh for their Joshua Josh Joshua Twee Twee Joshua Joshua Twee 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 tour in like eighty seven in at the Orange Bowl in Miami. Oh wow and that was really thrilling. That was that was an exciting uh uh concert. What a good time to 
Yeah, I mean, you, they kind of like just came on came on the scene in a, on a mass level. Well, I just when I just did the Oddball Comedy Tour, one of the one of the things that I was most excited about on the tour was playing Red Rocks, mm. which of course was home to the famous Sunday Bloody Sunday video right. that kind of blew them up over here. How how was that? It was amazing, yeah, right? Like, of course, you're it was outside, amazing. You're in this incredible amphitheater. I've never been there. That's one place I'd love to see. And that was one of those situations where they just happened to be kind of filming a documentary, and they just right. happened to catch that song. They just happened to catch it, right? And then right. just put it out as video, and then that's the thing that you know. I had that VHS tape, that Under a Blood Red Sky uh, U2 tape. You know, it, it implies to comedy too, or any kind of performing, is just catching the happy accidents. You know, yeah, they could have planned that video for months, and it right. may not have turned out. You know, but how right. do you? How can you? You can't really engineer the magic. It's hard to engineer the magic. You can't. That's why I feel like uh, so much of it is is the camera going. We should just record it in case. Yeah, which I feel is kind of the. You know the the main and then you'll philosophy have, now. Just just get it. Just a hundred versions of it not working, and then one where you're like, Wait yeah, one might. Wait and a minute. It'd be worth it. You know, you and I had parallel audition tracks for the longest time. We did before we? I said I can't do this anymore. You were done. <laughs> and then I just I was like, I'm just gonna go make a thing myself. Smart, the, smart. By the way. Lucky how that worked out. Well, it, it worked out okay, yeah. but, uh, but but go on. I'm sorry, but no, I was just saying. I was just saying we were constantly, you know, there was a handful of people, and I was always delighted to see you at auditions because it always, whenever I saw people that I liked, it always made me more comfortable. Yeah, um, that's nice. And uh, but how many crappy, shitty pilots did, did we? Both like like I feel like we've 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 been in the game for a while. <laughs> a really long time. <laughs> We're like I'm a little long in the tooth, yeah. as it were. But uh, but you're right. Like it's so interesting as uh, uh, doing it for as long as I've done it to see those rooms and the people that you meet in those rooms and and then like down the line you run into them again and be like, hey, remember when oh that awful time we had to audition for this thing or. I don't know. There, there's a sense of like achievement and accomplishment that is nice to witness after you know. We well, you know what's crazy long. is that now we're getting into numbers in the business, which if you said in any other profession, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy is a." Of course, he's the head of that. You know, it's like it, it's a right, lot to right. say like he, he's he's got 20 years experience yeah. in this thing. Like that's a fucking I, long. It's a long time. time. I have 20 years experience in anything to except be doing for this. something. Yeah. yeah. So so nine. This year was my 20th year in television, and and yours wow. probably like 23, maybe 22, yeah. 23. Because the uh, state was 94. That was oh 94. Was 94. That? That's okay, when. So yeah. Same. Yeah. The same. That's when that was when the state premiered. Maybe it was maybe 93, but like yeah. But you're right. It, you know, to have that that many years. You're like if you like, met a, if you met an old guy and it's like he's been a he's been a whittler for t- twenty years. You're like, wow, that's the longest you can do anything. <laughs> Talk to Lawrence. He's whittled before. He's he, been doing it for twenty, 20 years. years. Twenty years. He's been oh whittling. My God. So he would know how to make. Of course, he would know he's how the to do this. Person in the world. <laughs> you know what's kind of what's kind of funny though is that it, it seems like. You know, this, of course, the, the, the 20 years is a significant part of our lives. Yeah. But if you started something when you were 60, right? you could conceivably to get there to 80. You could do something for 20 years. Whittling would be the exact thing you should pick up that's, at 60. One that's would, what happens. That's conducive to a 60-year-old. You know why? Because the older you get, 
your eyesight gets better, your motor <laughs> skills improve. It's, you should it's better to have sharp other. objects in your hand at always. that age. Always. Where you're at just 60, like right near you know, your finger and, <laughs> or children, like always. You're, you're going to have a porch at that point. You you're, would think at that absolutely. age to have like an ice cold pitcher of lemonade to be by your side. At all times. At all times. And a, and a, and a, and a spouse who has barely been able to tolerate you, but then is just... But will bring you finger sandwiches. Bring you finger sandwiches, um, but, and, but she's just too... She's just too old at that point for any other options. <laughs> That's right. And so you're stuck. You're glued together. You're glued together, yet you know you're getting sandwiches, lemonade. You've made a bunch of bird callers at this point. Yeah. You know, you've I whittled them down. This is why there needs to be like an elderly dating service like Grander, you know? <laughs> G-R-A-N-D-R. For old people who just want to hook up and talk each other's ears talk off. Talk each other's ears off. I've heard, and I'm sure that people can comment in the the thread on the when, where this podcast posts about, but you know, people in retirement homes like mm-hmm. in, like they're super randy. Like they will try to fuck you. There has to be an app, or yeah. there should like I mean, there who would use it? I guess they would. Yeah, but you're right. There, I, I've um, I, I've my I, my parents are in Florida. They live in Florida, and um, they were telling me about a friend who experienced something like this, where, like, in... Oh, no, no. It was a news story. It was a news story about a person in a retirement community that was literally kind of flirting and making moves on their fellow uh, retirees, their neighbors, Mm -hmm. like, and got really kind of worked up about it and started uh, essentially um, getting handsy with with the other people in this community. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did they and, enjoy that, or were they uh, not too cool with it? No, it, no, they were not cool with it. And I, there was, there, there was an, you know, I think the person was arrested. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, I mean, but to your point, they, they, there was a lot of energy uh, in 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 the area. Whipping your old testicles at someone <laughs> is just like hitting them with a paddle ball. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I I, I have it, a bit in my set about how I went to. Um, I, I was in a locker room of a, I was at a hot springs in Colorado Springs, mm. and I was in the locker room, and I had never really seen an old person's balls before, <laughs> and it was they were like comically low. I had they never, hung low. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. and they wobbled to and fro. No. <laughs> <laughs> they hung. I'm sorry. No, they, I look, the lob was over the plate. I Absolutely. That. Absolutely. They they hung. <laughs> Comically low, yeah. and of course it's fun to point and laugh and be like, "Man, right, right." But at the same time, you're like, "Oh no," you know, <laughs> like like that's not... you saw your future. Well, of course, because yeah. that's just yeah. that's just what happens. That's... But like for me, I, I, I'm looking forward to that moment. <laughs> Why? Well, because why I do you feel... want to have to roll up your balls with like a tuna can key? But, because there's something in the there's something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's an image that'll stay for a while. <laughs> you shouldn't have like, to roll up your balls like a butterfly's tongue. <laughs> That's such a Looney Tunes image. Like, I feel like I should swig back a jug with three X's on it now just to, like, kind of get, get there and, and use that key. No, there's something about, I don't know, there's something about the, the, the primal swing of... of I guess so, but that at I that point, I just feel, feel like would be liberating. I just feel like they're in the way, you know. Like <laughs> right. at that point, it's, you're in danger of sitting on them. Yes, all the time. you're in danger yeah. of sitting on them or tripping yeah. over them or, or or like or you know like them kind of 
smacking in between yeah. your knees like an alarm clock, uh, like an old timey <laughs> alarm clock. They have that. They have that as a sound on on the iPhone. And there's no, they do ball, the old, old ball balls. alarm clock, oldie ball, oldie balls. Time to get up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I think there's a there's a high instance of sexual activity in retirement homes. Well, you feel like there's that last gasp of this is it like uh, like of of uh, i don't know if it's always lucid like i think it's they're just it their might brains not be are lucid, just twisting and they're just like you know right just like uh like you go into a zoo and a chimp tries to fuck your face you yeah. know like they just there's <laughs> right, just something right. yeah like a little primal and broken about it and yeah. I, don't, I don't know if but it's know. also like a death rattle in a sense like there's only a few more years maybe before i'm able to really yeah have a shot at getting this done. Yeah. Of having sex for the last time. I don't know. Listen, I, I think that's fine. If we want to, you, you know, know if, if we, we want to, if we want to, you know, retire in a, a community and, and go these, hog wild. Yeah. If these cotton munchers want to <laughs> <laughs> have at it with each other. Look, if this key, if these key ball tuners want to go at it hard and do what they got to do to feel alive, then who, who prunes, am I to say, if these don't do bankers. <laughs> Wanna <laughs> wanna go off on each other? Uh, on a, if these prun- uh, if these taffy pullers wanna <laughs> have at it, then by all means, these these wrinkly sacks. I tell you, they could do whatever they'd like to do, but I'm not gonna stop them. If these dust launchers wanna <laughs> shoot condensed milk. If these mini beanbag swinging little guys want to... Basically, the imagery is to be like throwing a bag of flour onto a dinosaur's back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it'd be like... like Just like imagine T-Rex skin, you know? (laughs) Taking a little, yeah, bag of flour... Anyway, up against would, a turtle shell. Listen, I think um, you know it's good to respect the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> I think the point of what we're the saying point of what here we're saying is, is respect, respect your elders. elders. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Uh, this is fun. This was. This is a very. This is a wonderful interview. It's great. Because, no, it. it I, I agree. Like, about you. Well, it's nice because we, we don't hang a lot. No, you we know, don't. We don't see each other a lot. We're busy people. And I love that we can kind of just talk like this. Yeah. Like it's, silly, nonsense, but but fun talk. It's 100% okay. Yeah. It's 100% okay to talk about how you want to thrust yourself into the dry <laughs> anthill of a woman who is, has 40 grandchildren. <laughs> There's nothing There's nothing stopping me from doing that. No. About it's, it, dare I say it's healthy. The arid regions, <laughs> the arid nether regions, <laughs> making making being my own Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> my own Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, we got there. We finally got there. We got that. We got there. Put away your Peter O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> done. Nice. nice. Done. It's done. God, what do we talk about uh, now? God, like, now? What do we do? How do we like, come back from I that? Like <laughs> we, we came back around. <laughs> Just sort of looped. <laughs> Are you performing live anywhere? I'm not. You know, uh, no. Um, no. 
You son of a bitch. I should, though. I had, the last time I performed live was with you uh, for um, uh, Thrillist Adventure Thrilling Hour. Thrilling Adventure Hour. Which, which was uh, so much fun. Great. Thrilling. Thrilling's, so much fun. Thrilling's a blast. And dare I say, terrific Wilder. You did a terrific Gene Wilder. Oh, did I? Yes. I don't remember. Oh, you did. Yes, the whole speech. Of yeah, of uh, exhibit A. Oh, uh, wrong, sir. wrong, sir. Thank wrong. It's oh, great. Yes. Oh, that was really fun. That was really, really had fun. You, had you done that before? The that the thrilling adventure hour. I've done it a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Um. The, I, I I would do it more if I had if I were if I had more time. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm not just inviting myself on the show. I mean, <laughs> the Bens have said like, yeah. oh, let us know of when you're around if you want to. And and they they never fail to disappoint with a nice juicy yeah character thing and it's always the fans are rabid it was in, it was incredible the fans like, are the, amazing the community's amazing yeah. their writing month in month out yeah is so they just knock it out of the park every time did you ever write do you write no I mean yeah I did I well mm, I don't I don't write movies. Right, but you know, like I write on my shows. And yeah, I write stand up, and I, you know, like I used to write for a magazine. But I don't. But like, to, was that ever kind of a like a, a a strong creative voice for you, just writing, or has it always been kind of a conversation or talking? Like for me, it was true. always a function. It was yeah. always like it was more um, functionality of like, well, I want to do this thing, so I need to write this thing, or I'm working right. on a show and I need to write this thing. I, I'm I don't or I writing stand up, you know. Right, but but I consider myself more of a performer than a writer. Yeah. Even though I do write, but I don't sit down and be like, "Yeah, I'm writing a, a you know, I'm writing a thing today that I'm going to, you know, like I I, I write when I'm when I need to be. When writing. you need to, yeah. It's interesting I, because I also consider myself more of a performer, but writing, uh, you know, starting with the state became such an important part of kind of defining your own voice. Like it was something that I never would have pursued really, but because of the amount of people that were in the group and how important it was to, you know, for you to write to get material on there became a part of me uh, learning how to uh, express myself. Yeah. Uh, whereas up until that point, it was just performing or acting or hamming or joking or whatever. Right. Like suddenly writing became uh, imp- important to me as, a, as like a defining uh, I think it's voice. A good, I think it's a good skill set to have and it certainly... I think the more things that you can do, a friend of mine's a an actor and um, she's a performer and she's about to direct something. And I was yeah. like, yeah, then this is awesome because you'll always have that dimension now of people will be able to say like writer, director, right. actress, you know, like yeah. it's such a cool, it just adds more to the it just gives you more options it gives you more options yeah like yeah you brought you you brought in the portfolio unless there. you're terrible at it yeah <laughs> then it Which takes could... away your options <laughs> but that doesn't mean you shouldn't yeah. do it it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it uh yeah yeah are you auditioning for do you audition for stuff still uh sometimes yeah um i haven't so much because of uh the show there's limited time to like work on other things but um yeah Time to time, I'll still audition. And what is your audition process? Turn my phone. I left my phone on. I'm a bad person. No, I apologize. No, you're I'm, not. I'm turning it Everyone off. Everyone does. Um, I, I prepare. <laughs> I, I I work on it a lot. I like to know the I like to know the material before I go in. Um, ah, good idea. You know, well, I like to know it well. Ooh, so that's a better idea. Yeah, like so I don't have to look at the paper. 
Um, but in general, I hate auditioning. Every actor does. Every actor does. And I, and I dare say that I think some actors are, who are great actors give terrible auditions. Like that process, as we all know, is the most difficult, stressful, non-conducive to being relaxed and creative. Yes. As, as you can possibly create. Yes. <laughs> it's like, come here, we're going to stare at you and do... I, uh, so I go in there, how I kind of, my defense mechanism is just know your material really well. I just was never able to take over a room with scripted yeah, auditioning like, the way that room. I can. With, I can't give good room either. Now, like, with hosting auditions, I was, right. that I had no problem with. Yeah. I had a really strong idea. I knew exactly. I would always kind of make it my own as a way to show them more like, well, I'm kind of auditioning you. Right. If you don't like what I'm doing, then don't hire me because this is what I do. The swagger. Yeah. yeah. There's kind of, yeah. But I don't, I did not have that same thing with scripted auditions. I never, never had that. I always went in tentative and like, oh, I don't know. And, yeah. You know. I, I, same. I never really kind of overtook a room. Like any, any good audition I had was always, excuse me, it was always with a, uh, just a choice I made in, in, in the scene rather than like, man, he, he really overtook the room, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I've saw, like, I've seen people leave rooms, um, before, you know, I went in that were like, so like confident, you know, the people they leave, they're like, okay, they're leaving. They're like, all right. Yep. You too. Like they're, like, they're mid <laughs> as they come out and they're like completely confident. You're like, oh God. And you can just, hear through the door. You can like hear, everyone's you can hear, like, laughing. The laugh, yeah. and you're like, oh God. Oh, fuck. And then you go in like, oh, uh, hey, how are you? Good day. Hi. Hi. Um, do you just jump? Yeah, we're jumping. Okay, great. It's <laughs> like, oh, I had to follow that guy. I had to follow the charmer. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times the only thing that's missing is just uh, a, just making the room all glass. So you could just see in and watch the person before you kill it. Yeah. Before you go in and you're like, hey, um, um, how's it going? I feel like, you feel like an open mic or following Louis C.K. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. uh, just rifling through your papers. So I have some thoughts and some stuff I'm working out. Um, uh, ruffle, so I don't ruffle. need to read it all? You guys are good? You crinkle. Did yeah. you have, what was your worst audition? Like what was the uh, audition that you were like, oh man. Usually they were commercial auditions. Yeah. Just because they're so, um, they can be very uh, demeaning in terms right. of like, because you're basically, there's no two ways about it. You're essentially <clears throat> uh, a theatrical prostitute. Right. And whatever yeah. they tell you to do, you will do for for money. For money, yeah. And so, uh, you, so you just feel a little like, uh But the, I think I had a couple real... I mean, I've had many, many, many bad audition experiences. But I think the worst one was... Was kind of the other person's fault. I think it was the casting director's. Oh, it was like kind of a two person, like you're with it a was partner. A, and no, you, no, it was oh, okay. it was it was just me and this woman. But it was it was auditioning for. It was a sketch show, and so uh, I, you had to come in with characters. Uh huh. And one of the characters that this, this was this is tell you how long ago it was. Uh, <clears throat> Craig Kilborn was still on the air, and uh, wow. and so. I did this Craig Kilborn impersonation, which was, I go, <laughs> wow, well, this is, uh, this is basically, you know, like it was the idea of the template for his delivery. Yeah. Which was blah, 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 blah. Here's the joke. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> like it was, you know, he would always like punch in the third, like he would, 
You right. know, one, two, and then three was always was like, the- now the joke. <laughs> and uh, and so I, d- I did this in the room, and the casting director, I don't know what the fuck she yeah. was thinking. Um, but she said, uh, okay, well, I mean, that's fine, but... You know, what would Craig Kilborn say about something specifically? Like, um, what would he say about... The election this year. <laughs> it wasn't even... It, wasn't it was, even like, that. bad. She goes, what would he say about the Egypt air crash? Like, there had just <laughs> been... The Egypt air plane crash had literally just happened that day. Oh, my God. And so, in my mind, my brain is spinning. Yeah. like, what would he fucking say? What would he say about a plane? He would say no. What would he say? What are you talking about? Uh, uh, and so, it... It just, uh, I, I didn't know, I don't know, and so the reason it was a bad experience is because in my, in my uh, whorish mind, right. I actually you start trying start, to, start do to, do it. to do it, you know, yeah. it's like, I can yeah. see my house from here, you know, it's just yeah. like, You're I can the... see the pyramids, like, I actually start trying to do it, and feeling inside, like, You're oh, on the whipping post, you're totally not, being, I can feel everything yeah. in me just feels like sour milk. Right. And I can feel I could feel my soul escaping through my feet, my <laughs> lower extremities, just bleeding out. I just could just bleeding, feel yeah. my, my soul bleeding out. You had an Ebola experience. And I was kind of mad at I was mad at her for suggesting it, and I was yeah. mad at me because I tried to do it and yeah. it just was a she felt weird and I felt weird and I just left. So sad. she acknowledged it too then. Like no. The cat, no, she didn't. Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah, she didn't because say like she's a casting director. Right. She didn't give a shit. Sometimes they they don't pay attention. I had, I, I had a my worst experience was, um, like before uh, Super Bad. It was, um, it was after the state and Reno had started. Uh, I think David Wayne and Showalter were 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 doing were busy doing some movie. Anyway, I go to this audition, and right before the slate, she's like. Just, you're going to slate your name, and then we're just going to talk a little bit, and then we'll go right into the scene. And so, yeah, hi, Angela Trulio. Um, she's like, so you were in the state. I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like, what is it like to like look around, and all these members of the state are like doing so well, and they have all these <laughs> shows, and you're like, you're still like auditioning and trying to, you know, trying to make it in all in like complete earnestness, like complete like. She didn't even have a clue as the the insecurity of any actor, let alone someone coming from a group that so defined their identity. Like, and that I, woman, I literally was like, like I kind of laughed. Like, how do you say, say that? You either really are clueless or so mean, like so, like not setting. And how do you not want to go actor up? Okay, to well, at all? I'm not doing like, well. And how do you feel that you have to audition someone who's not doing well? <laughs> Where does that put you? Where does that, where does that leave you on the scale? Yeah. You know? If I'm a piece of shit, you're a shit wrangler. <laughs> so we're both in it. Do you we're want me to read now? We're, we're stuck in it now. Yeah. Let's how do whittle. You even, how do you even... Uh, like, <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? I literally was like, well, uh, literally gave the stock answer. Of like, uh, yeah, no, I'm just doing what I can do. I'm here. And then, and then did the scene and didn't pay attention to any of the notes that she gave me, which was don't improv... They just stick to the script. And, also, uh, be more famous. <laughs> Literally. Like, yes. My second note. I can't believe I have to audition you. You should be more famous. Be more famous. You should listen. Anyway, so I didn't pay attention and end up getting uh, – I got, I got the job. That's the happy, the happy ending of this terrible story is that I ended up 
being humiliated and not listening to her at all and still got and got well the job. good for you i i i i i I got through it. But it I does bring me to the next question, which is, how does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny you bring this up. I'm glad, Joe. I'm glad you brought this around. Oh what God. I wanted... The reason for this interview <laughs> is... I mean, I would get stuff like that, too, where they just sort of say insensitive things. And sometimes... And, and the casting directors can be... Sometimes they can be very pissy. Yeah. And it's bad enough if they're not present, but if they're pissy, Ugh. then, you know... And, and you... And you don't react well to it, yeah. then you get the call from your agent like, "What happened in there?" They said you were not. And it's like, but they, yeah, and then yeah. you just sound like a kid that yeah. that no one's going to believe you. That's like, right. no, I know. Okay, fine. No, Mid- but see, what she said was like, "Okay, look here." And my eye line, her yeah. eye line was like, "Then you'll like, Shh, Joe, shut up with the eye line." <laughs> you made a scene. There's no excuse. Own it. Own it. Shitty process. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really is. It, it's. For me, it's like you're not you, – you have to take control. You have to like go in there into a situation that you know you have no control over and somehow deal with it in a way that you feel in control enough to, to do a good job, to like – you know what I mean? Because that situation, you, you are not in control at all in terms of but you whether or not you're getting it's that job. Like you have to release all the control to get the control, which is if you don't – you know, I don't know. If you don't live and die by it, if you feel like – you know, whatever. If if you can somehow release it and feel like you you know you should you ultimately should go in as prepared as you can be, right? And then just let it go. Whatever happens is gonna is gonna happen. Yeah. And you know it. Uh, the bi- the biggest thing the the one of the biggest challenges is just let it like exactly that letting it go once you leave the room and getting it out of your head because we've all uh, if you're an actor you've left the room being like oh I should have done that that's yep. what I could have done. And like that will just drive you insane. Well, for one of I again, I was never able to. I really wasn't able to do that with scripted stuff, but with with hosting stuff. Uh, I don't know if this worked or not, but one of my sly little tricks yeah. was that um, <laughs> the I, tricks of the trade. One of the tricks weird. was uh, when I was kind of doing whatever the copy was. You know, I would put it in my voice, or I right. would add. You know, like I would add little side jokes. And then I would I would slide in here and there. I would say I would make a reference to the fact that I had been doing the show for a long time. Where I was like, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time on the show we do this or this or this because it it would then paint me. In, it would just paint the picture yeah. that I was a part of this show right. and had been a fixture of the show for a long time. And I think it actually sort and it was very it helped. I don't I'm sure think it, it you know and, and if it served no other function than to make me feel like I had ownership over it. Right. Which then, you know, has the cascading effect of uh well, you know, now I'm more comfortable or now yeah. I feel like it's my show. You feel like you're being also seen in an accurate light. But but I I was just so much ab- more able to connect with because they want they want someone to come in and take ownership over it. Yeah, that's the, they want they that want to be more sure than what anything. to do. They don't know what they want. They, it's not a you versus them thing. They want you to to own it. Correct. Because then Correct. their job is done. Correct. Yes. And it's, it makes their lives easier. Yeah. So it's not they don't they're not looking at you. Who likes to make decisions? They, no one does. They don't. They're not looking at but you. They like don't. A, but but I don't sometimes. Like I get it. Like I guess I to your point I agree. Like they want someone to. 
to own it. And like, I don't want to have to decide between him and I just want someone to tell me. I want to look at that person and be like, oh, yeah, that's. Please be great. the guy. Please be the guy. Or Please girl. be the guy. Yeah. So I don't. You're right. That's a, very, that's a good, good point. Because I have a lot of issues. I didn't want to go into casting, but it's just <laughs> what was available at the time, and now I'm stuck here 15 years later. In the grand high school metaphor of things, where do casting directors lie? Like, I feel like casting directors are the people that knew of the party, knew where the party was, <laughs> and was happy that they got into the party, but like, they don't throw the party. Right. They just bring people, they tell people about the party, and they're not cool enough to throw it or... I don't know. I feel like they're somewhere in there, casting directors. Yeah, they're the, you know, in the drama club, they, like, uh, handle the script notes. Yeah. You know, but they're never on stage. You know, it, it's funny. There are That being said, there are some amazing There are two types of casting there. people. There are casting people who just fall into it. They're a casting assistant right. at a college or whatever, and then they just end up casting. And then, right. and then you know, there are legitimate... Eyes for talent. Like, Bialy, Thomas, like there are people, you know, Mark Hirschfeld, they're, 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 Allison Jones. There are people who it's, they do it because they genuinely want to place good, they want to connect good people with yeah. good projects I and agree. they really have a passion for it and they have a really good eye and they're really excellent at it. There are legitimately amazing totally casting agree. So I'm not shitting on all casting people. Me, but it is, me neither. But it record. is one of those jobs that people can happen into yeah. that maybe don't have the passion for it that you know i mean because there's so many productions of all scale right that and someone's got to cast them someone's got to be there to cast them and yeah. then you know and sort of some of the lower end stuff right may not be you're as true. yeah you're they may right. not be as invested yeah in the process there are there are very good ones yeah i, I didn't mean to kind of go off on that diatribe but especially if you're still auditioning you know what it's exactly i hey, mean Joe, what I said look you know, at, at some point you know i'm gonna need a job again um, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the it's gonna be what what's your worst audition story um, besides, besides the, that besides, one, is that the worst one, or was that just that, one? Of that the had ones? to be the worst one. For but you sure. must have auditioned for a bunch of sketches after had, the skate. Didn't you? Mad, you probably auditioned for Mad TV. Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't do SNL. Did you audition for SNL? No, no, um, because I just felt like we had we had done this the sketch show, and I, uh, I don't know. I never felt that on either of those shows, as as good as they are, would ever have the amount of creative control that I had as a state member. Right. Um, that being said, I've had ter- terrible uh, auditions. Um, good one. Um, I've I've had a couple where uh, I've gone in and um, not prepared after a night out all night, mm-hmm. um, reeking of of booze. No, was the character hungover guy? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, nope. Was shilling like you know downy Dylan? dishwashing that like you know just. Shilling like Dylan. I like that. Shilling like Dylan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like that was, you know, that wasn't, I wasn't proud of that moment. I was in the mid-90s at some point. Um, <laughs> or the 90s. Uh, yeah, ha, the 90s. Um, of course, you say that now after having slept until 10 a.m. this morning. <laughs> this audition's yeah. not going well, Joe. Not go- yeah. I'm, ba- I'm back in it. <laughs> Joe Lowe. I like, do, do, do many people call you Joe Lowe or is that just me? Uh, you, you, and no, many people do. It's, I don't like it. Joe, how about Jolo Contendere? Which That's is fine. A, okay. That's so, fine. That's better. It's a, it's a no, I, I, I have term. a very, uh, uh, weird, um, 
issue with it, and it's my own issue. Like that's the truth, Leo. It, 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 yeah, truth it's Leo. an endearing. It's a term of endearment, and no one means any harm by it. But like many people who don't know me, you know me, you know my first name is Joe, but like many people literally uh, who just meet me think my first name is Jolo. <laughs> and it just, I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, yeah, well, Cholo. Like, there's a, a space. But, name. No, it's like, my name is Cholo. Like, you know, I don't know. I, you know, my wife says I'm too sensitive about it. I probably am. Okay, well, how about if I, how about just to, just to get rid of any confusion, I call you <laughs> Joseph Lowe. Is that better? Is that better? Better. Okay, Joseph Lowe. Joseph Lowe sounds like he could have been like a terrible dictator, like <laughs> and, and, like in like Cambodia, like like, like in the early seventies. Like Joseph Lowe, <laughs> Rouge, we are Rouge. So so from now on, Joseph Lowe. From now on, no Jolo. Yeah, that's no right. Jolo. You can always call me Jolo. Jolo. You can always call me Jolo. You only f- live once. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, no, like Jello is fine. It's all fine. I have a weird. I have a weird name. It's not. A, it's not a weird name, Latrulio. It's a nice Italian name. Fine Italian boy. This is a nice Italian boy. A nice Italian boy. Both yeah. your parents are Italian, or just the just the dad. Just the dad is Italian. Uh, Mom's Irish. Hey, Italian Irish. Oh, that's a good combo. I have yeah. that in my family too. Do you? I I have cousins who are who are the product of that unholy pact of <laughs> <laughs> of, of of mirth and cheer and drink who, and laughter. <laughs> I mean, and it's food. Just, you know, at the time. You know, a long time ago when uh, scores of Italians and Irish mm-hmm. were immigrating to Coming in. New York, that's they didn't always get along great. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Sometimes they banged it out, and when they did... No, my mother's father, the Irish side, my mother's Irish uh, father, he was um, too drunk had to a problem with my dad. I'm had, sorry, you know, what? What, I missed it. So what? He was too drunk to know he was fucking Italian. Cor- correct. Right. Correct. Okay. Yes. And the, that Italian, and, and the Italian just wasn't very picky. Correct. Okay. Great. So correct. okay. Good. So we got the. So we got that. We laid out the ground, the kind of like parameters of <laughs> how we will sense. identify both of these classes of people. <laughs> <laughs> now that we have set it up. Yes. Um, no, he had a problem with my uh, dad. My, my like because he was Italian. Really? Yeah. And and my my mother's mother, my grandmother, you know. Pulled him aside and be like, "Listen, your daughter cares about this uh, this wop, and you're gonna <laughs> and you're gonna let her date him." <laughs> no, but it was an issue. You're right. You're absolutely right. It was back in the day. It was not. They were they were, they were butting heads. So the Irish person was, really but it was very greasy. The so the Italian person up. was just a, a small shiny potato. Correct. They just tried to fuck. The Irish were there first. You know. <laughs> and wait I mean, a minute. Wait a minute. No, come on. <laughs> You know when did when did the Italians go from he's a nicer to see you to come on like where where yeah yeah linguistically how did that happen how do we on the oral on the a u r a l map like how did that how did we get there I don't know I don't know you know my great grandparents from you're um, right though my great grand my great grandmother was from Calabria my great grandfather was from Naples okay uh, Italy and they uh, not Florida and they so how did they go from you know, they still, you know, up until they lived into right. their 90s, they died. They were married 72 years. They died within a month of each other. Yeah. My wow. great grandmother died and wow. my great grandfather died. Um, and so. What is that? Do you think that's a nor? I feel like Sicily, maybe it's louder there or something, you know. Uh, and I, and it, it completely racist thing to say. I've never been. There's no reason I, I would think that. Uh, but for some reason, I do. And I feel like 
Naples, northern Italian. Like it's my just, my my grandmother was from Ischia, like which is like a little island off the coast of northern Italy. I feel like that's a very uh, like you're saying more. I don't know. Aristocratic or the, the language is so or, it's so poetic it's so it's yeah. so the meter of it's so gorgeous to go from it's a very nice to uh, mi piace mi to, piace uh, to, hey, we're gonna to, go over to Krabby Jack's what the fuck beers? you guys come on go to sodas like how do we go how do we yeah. get from there to yeah. there you're right you're right I think Jersey I think is it was that what just, it was I think maybe just Jersey how do we go from come on you guys to come on come on Come on! What are you talking what? about? It's classic. classic. I don't know how that. I don't know how that. There must be a. I mean, New York. New York is such a. It must. It must that the New York dialect must be such a hodgepodge. Yeah. Of so many different languages. Right. Basically, just crashing together, fighting to survive in a fiery explosion of. I mean, it's like you know, nine garbage trucks just coming together and exploding. Into come on, and deciding on that, and we're gonna, you know, and we'll just those trucks will collide, and we'll come out with what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> come on. So what you, again, some another another thing to put in the comment thread <laughs> of this post is is how did that become that? How did that? Yeah, how? That's a good. It's a solid question that I hope we get some answers. Yeah. From our, from our listeners, um, but so Irish and Italian is your Irish heritage. Irish and Italian, it's the heritage. Uh, I I um, had a DNA test done of me. Really? Yeah, I, I sent it to ancestry dot com. And what did they say? Well, I'm I'm forty four percent Greek Italy is how they do it, and 2% then two percent cocker spaniel, and two percent cocker spaniel. <laughs> It's weird. Some weird DNA. But it explains how I do bounce my head around a lot. (laughs) I do, and and sometimes I pee on the rug. But I don't get in trouble because I make a great face afterwards. I got a great face. You can't be mad at that face. You can't be mad at this face. You can't be mad at that face. That's 2%. 2%. I hold someone, someone told me, like, after I told them I did that, they're like, oh, why did you do that? You sent your DNA to Ancestry.com? Now they own it. I'm like, own it for what? Like, this person, do? this person was serious. I'm like, what are they gonna? Are they gonna clone me? Yeah. They're like, well, I, I don't know. They could if they wanted to. I'm like, who? Fine. Joan clone truly. Like, but they're <laughs> clone, clone low, clone low, clone low, clone loke, clone low. Let's clone tone loke, clone loke. I just want to hear wild thing in stereo. I just want a clone loke on each side. <laughs> clone loke, clone loke. Anyway, this person seemed to be concerned about it. Would you? Would, would do I have reason to worry? What do you think? No, nah, I mean, I think it's ultimately just like a privacy thing where it's like not a, you've you've given basically someone the password to your to my to, to your body to my DNA. Yeah, you've yeah. given someone the password to to your physical form. <laughs> my DNA can get hacked now. You can your DNA can get hacked. There's something. There's a movie there, you guys. DNA hack. Ass word. <laughs> Ass word. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I mean, I guess it is kind of, it is like the ultimate privacy hack. <laughs> right? Someone having your code. Yeah, your DNA code. But, but then what are they going to do with it? Like, if well, they, exactly. If like, they drop another, if they drop another Latrulio somewhere, you're going to be like, all right. Yeah, I guess. I'll just, I'll be a little weirded out. I'll be like, really? You did well, I guess I gave them the right to do it. Yeah. I can't really. What are they going to do? I don't own me. I like that. I don't own me anymore. Ancestry.com is really just like, it could be just a a shell corporation for like this weird. Well, that's, 
they're trying to create that's a race. That's the dark of, Capricorn one of this whole conversation. That's exactly. <laughs> that's the, there is a major conspiracy with the Ancestry deck. That's really what they're about. They're creating a trip to Mars as we they're, speak. They're trying to, they want to create the perfect race. The perfect race. To send to other planets. Uh, are we on Mars yet? We're on Mars, yeah. We're still okay. on Earth right now. As a part of right now we are. Oh, you mean... In Just in general, like, a, a, yeah, culture. We, oh, yeah, we got the rover we, on there. We, what about the comet? What's going on with the comet? That thing land on it? Bounced it did, off it? It, it? It didn't bounce off, but it powered down after about 60 hours, I so think. So it finally, it's finally on there now? It's finally on there, but it's, not, it's no longer functional as far as I know. And it did, but it did send back a bunch of data, oh, okay. and there, there do seem to be some type of organic compounds. Organic, of course, meaning carbon-based. What if Armageddon is actually, the movie Armageddon is actually happening? That's what's happening on that comet right now. That, that comet was Do you think it. they sent Bruce Willis to yeah, the comet? Yeah, like, they might be on the comet now. Like, that comet, it's not just, like, for research. That comet. Easy comet, straight, easy straight goal. Straight for us. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, what are you going to do about it? Do? About the comet. Ah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, they. I think, Mike, what it felt like was that it was sort of uh, oh well, hooray, you know. Right. Hey, a we little... still got some stuff. <laughs> we still hey, we almost stuff. did it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing that they did. You know, like they did. Like the fact that they even hit the thing. Yeah, I'm I mean, I could. By. Like... You know, I could throw. I could not make that wastebasket across the room. <laughs> yeah, and they fired. They, you know, they got you know half a light year. I don't know how far it is, and they got there. You know what I didn't know that I found out after we landed the Curiosity rover on Mars? We, of course, I mean, I yeah, had a you, very you significant were involved. role in you were involved. Um, is that in the 70s, they landed, they landed uh, one on Venus. Did and they really? I, they did. And so there are, there are um, not oh. great, they're kind of low-res pictures, of, I mean, just with the technology right. at the time, but there are pictures of, of the Venus. surface of Venus. That we took in the was it was, was it, it us or the Russians? I think it was the Russians. I think yeah. it might have been the Russians because um, they were rushing to get to space. Hey now, and uh, <laughs> I on. like that. Before I even finished that word, you knew <laughs> what I was doing. I, yeah, yep. And <laughs> and had to congratulate you. I had to congratulate. You. It was a, the true back and going. forth. You landed that hey now on my joke comment like a rover. <laughs> like a rover. I hit that joke comment from across this desk. Man, I didn't bounce off either. I think I, 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 think I landed you it. You stuck it. it. Yeah. There were no like thrusters that had to swing no. me back. You were like Carrie Strug. Remember that, co- that reference? Carrie Strug? 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 Oh, the gymnast? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah she, she did a perfect landing with a broken ankle. With a broken ankle. Yeah. That's how I do remember that. that. And then Bella kind of carried her off, right, in a very, very romantic, heroic way. Mm-hmm. Not romantic. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I, no, I don't mean it. Gently made I don't mean it infer that this the, 50-year-old man had some type of <laughs> untoward relationship with a 15-year-old gymnast. But um, <laughs> that yeah, was gymnasts aren't human anyway. I mean, no, 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 no. no. I can't do that. Can you no, do that? No, no human. No human can. No. <laughs> Not possible. They're, they're creatures. They're grown in a lab at Ancestry.com. That's all. <laughs> she's, she's the son. When are we going to clone our Olympic gym t- gymnast team? I mean, when are we going to do that? When are we going to get... I don't know, but it's a nature-nurture question. What was the American Anthem? What was that movie with the gymnast uh, back in the 80s? Uh, with the, who was it? Kurt Thomas? Is it, uh, am I ringing any bells? There was, there was a guy, a gymnast, Olympic gymnast, who like had two movies that come out that were like... Like there was Jim Cotta, Jim Cotta, and Jim Cotta, mm-hmm. and uh, I, anyway. the gymnastic uh, martial art. The gymnastic—they're basically weaponizing their gymnastics. That's correct. That was that was the movie. It was yeah. 
Like Check he us. was gonna pommel horse you to he death. Pommel, like if there was a pommel horse near at near a bank robbery, yeah, it was it was on. <laughs> but if ba- I, I remember that, I don't know if you guys remember this. Let me but tell the, you something. But the trend of banks having pommel horses in them, <laughs> yeah, lasted like a good eighteen, <laughs> good months, eighteen months. And, then, <laughs> and I tell you, they were not robbed very often. No, because no. of that reason. No, because then they 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 lowered the rings in front of the vault. Uh, which, yeah. which, which you know, so if you have a lot of upper how body many, strength, how many action lines are from that movie that are like kind of one liners, like you know, like I'm gonna make your, I'm gonna make your parallel bars uneven. Well, you know, like you know, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like you're on the, in you're Jim on Cotta, the rings and then you swing and kick someone in the face and say ring a bell, you know, like <laughs> there it stuff is, like there that. it is. That's well, all like, I'm asking for. Horsing around, yeah, you know, um, so, yeah. How about I somersault this? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. welcome, Matt. I don't know. Yeah, um, well, that just happens to be a guy named Matt who's coming into the house. Yeah, yeah, in that yeah. Particular... They were just welcoming him in. Yeah, he was in that particular Yeah, Jim Cotta. And then, like, so like, he does a flip off the horse and right. hands, and then like, let's get Leo Tarded in here. There we know, go. Like, was another one. Sorry, I don't. It's 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 all your vault, not mine. <laughs> vault, vault, yeah. bank vault, vault, vault. Here we go. Pole vault, bank vault, pole vault, pole bank vault. vault. There's, it's there. It's there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. There. Iron Cross. Um, no. Um, that one's pretty what good. What else do they do in gym? In- um, what, what do they call the routine where they just the tum- tumbling? Floor exercise. The tumbling. Tumbling. I'm going to tumble while Tumble I- for you. Um, Culture Club. There's a vault. There's a, there's a, now we're just free associating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Culture Club. Club Sandwich. Now we're just free associating. Sandwich. The Sandwich Brothers. <laughs> sandwich Brothers. Brothers. History. Brothers. History. Um, sister. Subway. Subway. Uh, eat fresh. Subway. Eat fresh. Fresh. <laughs> She's fresh. Five dollar Exciting. <laughs> when improv goes bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> improv goes to like jingles. By the way, guys, uh, improv is not just free associating. For all you students out there, free, the, free associating the, the association of uh, old elderly people, AARP, PP, PP on my old tits. We're back to that. We finally made we're back that. Yep, we're back. I mean, old tits do look like gym equipment. They do. They're, they look the sack-like. Yeah, they're, they're sack-like. sack-like. You it's know. like an old, uh, like a, a punching bag that would be in an old-timey gym. Yeah, that's what it's like that's to what it's jerk like to, when to, you're, to when you have old balls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we went to the same. We went, I mean, we went I, we there. We kind of like, we went there. similar. We just, there was a gender. There was a gender discrepancy, but there were sacks of flesh. You know, I always say this about Latrulio. I go balls, he goes tits. Like, that's how we, and somehow we live together. That's how we live today. <laughs> what do you want to? How many? What do you want to plug today, Joe? You want to plug your I show? I know about that. Yeah. You want to plug your show? Um, <laughs> yes. You want to promote beef? I would like to promote beef. I would like to talk about a little digital series called Beef that I did with Michael Ian Black mm-hmm. and Chris Maloney. Yep. And a handful of funny, funny M-I-B. people. Um, MIB Beef. Real quick. Anyone that doesn't know. Which maybe a lot of people beef is uh, is a courtroom, a funny courtroom show. It's kind of Sopranos meets Judge Judy, and you have Chris Maloney, neighborhood institution Lou, mm-hmm. settling settling uh, beefs of uh, the the neighborhood folk that come in and need some validation from Lou, our hero. 
Uh, and it's funny. We've got a lot of great people. Lizzie Kaplan, Tom Lennon, Horatio Sands, Carrie Kenny. Great. Uh, Michael Sarah. It's just an, an uh, incredible group of people to work with. Uh, and I'm really proud of it. I'm, I'm very nice. I'm glad. That's, I'm very, I'm very nice. There's to hear no, that. there's no kind of funny twist on it. It's a really English, not my first language. <laughs> very nice to hear that. Very nice to hear that. Yeah. So glad you decided to say that. So good to say. No, but it's good to. Uh, the, are you guys done with the? Is it? We're done. We're done. It's on iTunes and Amazon right now, and um, you can get it in a. Um, you have to download the whole thing. Uh, two and a half hours of this. What are you? You two? Yeah. Tell me what I have yeah. to download. There you go. How there dare you, go. you? You know what? You do what you want. <laughs> you do- okay, Bono. I'll download all of it. Okay, fly. Um, whatever you say, Mephisto. <laughs> um, no, you're exactly really- right. You do what you want. You you watch it how you want. You download it how, how you want. That's okay. the great thing about it. Good. Good. And you're done? You guys are done with it? We're done with it. We, uh, we did um, 15 episodes, and uh, we hope to do more. Everyone had a really good time, and uh, people, uh, the people who made it seem to really like it. Maybe, maybe they'll give us another shot well, for I season hope, two. I hope people continue to watch you do things, Joe, because you're very talented and a delightful man, and, uh, and I'm glad that you dragged yourself out of bed today to, it was a pleasure. to come in and, and, and make ball and tip jokes <laughs> well thank you chris and uh i'm really happy that we were able to have a nice chat it was nice and thank you for having me on I sh- old friend old friend old friend come to my bro i'm having a little birthday party tomorrow night where it's at a bowling center which one lucky strike no all-star lanes i i will absolutely come by okay good it'll be fun i'm gonna come by and bowl i'm not a good bowler though that's all right i am a very good bowler Do but you- i don't want to <laughs> Now you just scared me off, I think. No, I just, you know, I just want to let you know. Are you going to do the kind of John Turturro, you know, with the ball? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. is that what you do? The you ball kind of polishing? Like, mm-hmm. like, I'm doing this, but no one listening to this can see what I'm doing. But I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like polishing a bowling ball, everyone. <laughs> Joe's getting a very good cardio workout now <laughs> with some excellent ball polishing space work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is, uh, it's, I just, I like, I like the bowling. Do you do do the uh, like oh, the yeah. tour the twist yes. the, the curve all of it? God, I'm envious. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I want to learn how to be a good bowler. All right, I'm I'll do it tomorrow. At your I'll party. teach you. Yeah, I'll teach you. You your name looks like it belongs in the back of a bowling shirt. Just <laughs> you're right, Joe Latrulio. You're right. Like if ever <laughs> there was a guy that needed know, a name on the back yeah. of a bowling shirt, bowling for A one air conditioners. A one. Yeah. Oh, air, what are you going to do about it? Latrulio! The anchor! This fucking guy! <laughs> this guy. This like, fucking just like a guy. logo with like, this fucking guy. How many different ways can you say <laughs> this, this fucking, fucking guy? guy. This, this fucking, fucking guy. guy? This fucking guy! This fucking guy! This fucking guy! This fucking guy over here! This guy here! This guy! This guy! This fucking 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 guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Yeah. This fucking guy. I think you closed with that. I think you. I think you. I think you closed with that. <laughs> Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> Just like uh, this fucking guy. That was so much fun, man. So good. 
Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.